0: A mental journey.com Hi guys, hope I well. It is Connor Stone here again, the founder and content creator at a mental health journey.com. And I am back with my second podcast of the year. And this one is on social media and my experiences of it and my the influence that's had on, on my mental health. Um if you missed it, I had another podcast up a couple of weeks ago that looked at alcohol and the impact that it's had on on my mental health and the kind of positive experiences I've had since kind of reducing my alcohol intake. And today's podcast is on a similar note, really. um, I just want to kind of touch on how I started in social media, how it all built up for me, and then the reason why I decided to take a step back and kind of how I felt since then. Um, And the reason I wanted to do this was because I think you know i've done a lot of research on mental health um in the last couple of years and whenever i look up an article or an opinion piece on you know why does my generation experience or seem to experience anxiety and depression so much more than generations before and social media is always on top of the list and it makes sense and that's been my experience is that it's just so addictive and it can really help to nurture some elements that aren't particularly positive in ourselves and maybe that's just my own experience but I said there's no harm in me sharing that and just seeing if there's anything that you guys can kind of take away from it so you know in the blog I I started by just going through what used to be my morning routine and or my daily routine and essentially it was just an endless loop of doing an activity or taking a break to check my phone, to reply to messages, to look at notifications, maybe watch a silly video on YouTube or on Facebook, you know, randomly scroll through things. Maybe if I was at something the day before, maybe I'll put up a post and I'll constantly refresh to see who's liked it, all this stuff. And it would just be a case of rinsing and repeating and very monotonous. And essentially, just showed that I have been as big a slave to this world of phone and social media culture as, as anyone really, and it is so addictive that you know not many people have been able to avoid it. Um, you know where did it all start for me? I guess, um, I was pretty slow to enter social media, so I unfortunately missed the days of Bebo and MSN. Um facebook is where it all started for me as i'm sure it has been for a lot of you and i set up my facebook profile when i was 13 i think it was because i needed to get tickets to a like teenage disco or something and i needed to have facebook for it so that's the reason why it started so yeah as good a reason as any to to join social media and then after a couple of years i followed suit on twitter and snapchat entered those worlds and by seventeen I pretty much had my portfolio covered off with um WhatsApp and LinkedIn and Instagram. Um so it was only the the six social media profiles for me, which seems like quite a lot actually, when I say it out loud. Um and even with that a few unfortunately fell by the wayside in yik yak and viber and the like. So um it could have been more, so maybe I dodged a the bullet there. Um and I do want to just kind of clarify that I do think social media is, is fantastic in many ways and like it helps us to express ourselves, you know, look at all the fantastic photographers that have a platform on Instagram, look at all the people who can share their pieces of work, music or podcast or whatever it is on Facebook and look at all the people who can shape arguments in 140 characters and less on, on Twitter, all of which is, is really amazing. And it, you know, allows us to keep in touch with friends and with loved ones in a way that we probably wouldn't be able to otherwise. And I'm particularly grateful for that, that I can, you know, engage with, with my friends, my family, and my girlfriend through the likes of WhatsApp. And back when I was living in Australia, I used to love being able to share my experiences on Instagram and, and see how other people are getting on so that I wasn't left behind. So I can definitely see the, the benefit of social media. And I think originally, When I set up my Facebook and when I started this whole journey, I I would have only really seen it as positive because obviously I wasn't mature enough to see what the negative consequences might be down the line. But I just didn't see downside to spending hours on my phone because I felt like it was giving me something that I that I wanted and that I potentially needed. Because like I said in the last podcast, you know, I was I was very shy when I was younger um, but I didn't want to be the shy guy so like I wanted to make friends with those people, (laughs) everyone knows them, just people with louder, more outgoing personalities and I just really admired them and I thought social media would give me a platform to interact with them in a way that I probably didn't have the courage to in day-to-day life or in school or on teams and that type of thing. And it really gave me a thrill when these people would follow me or they'd add me on Facebook or um, they'd like my photos. And that, you know, just goes to show how kind of insecure I would have been growing up, how much this really meant to me. And it was similar when it came to girls because I had always gone to, you know, boys only skills up until college. So again, having a girl follow me or like my pictures, it was always, always gave me like a buzz that is you know, kind of sad looking back in it, but it was just the reality of, of my life growing up, like it gave me a huge sense of, of acceptance and gratification and it, that stuff I didn't feel was as easily, um, easily able to come across in normal life, uh, it just gave me confidence, you know, and the confidence only made me like social media more, um, just that addictive nature you know I became pretty good at using it and like most things I get good at be it sport or school or social life or whatever it is I, I become a bit addicted to it or I can become a bit addicted to it and social media was no different and um, I just like to see my popularity being measured and going up and the fact that I could build a reputation amongst people that I, I barely knew just by having a funny caption or by looking good in the picture It just seemed more simple than the world around me in in some ways because that was a world that I didn't feel I I was able to build that profile on Um, and I guess this tapped into something that is is an issue for teenagers, not just me, you know, it's that we do generally struggle with boredom or with confidence and with self-acceptance and getting these likes and comments on pictures and posts is it is an easy way to boost confidence or to relieve some boredom you know and i feel you know i've i found them so good and so different that i would come up with an exact formula nearly for getting as many as i could and again it's sad when i when i say it out loud really but what i would used to do either consciously or subconsciously would be i put up posts and i just see what type of caption or what type of picture would be most popular and kind of come up with a bit of a niche for myself. Uh, for me, mine was like these really formal email type posts, um, you know, quite enjoyable, a bit funny, but anyway, uh, I'm done with that now. And I would also work out what kind of day or what time of day would be most successful for posting. And <laughs> I'm not going to actually out the people who used to do this with me but when i was living in australia me and a few uh, other irish um students used to set alarm clocks uh, early in the morning so that we could put a right post at times when irish people were awake um yeah so i'm not going to call them out but they know who they are um so they can reflect on that however they like and I'd also look at my pictures and just see who liked this, who didn't like it and just, you know, come up with excuses why they might not have liked this. Maybe question, oh, are they angry at me? Um, And then if they liked my photo completely different where I'd be thinking, oh, do they fancy me? Oh, do they like me? That type of thing. Um, Just bizarre stuff. And, you know, I'd come up with all these little explanations for each thing. But it was pretty much like a self-made algorithm for maximizing my exposure on social media. I'm kind of catching up on a life I felt I missed out on when I was, you know, younger, more nervous, more introverted. Um, and I guess when I look back in it, you know, I was playing the game that everyone's playing and I didn't want to be left out of that. Um, and I suppose it's only been the last couple of years that I started to see the negatives of it um, because I started to kind of tot up and just look back through my screen time statistics and i used to spend about four hours a day on social media or on my phone mainly social media though and that's a lot of time like if i put that into my hurling career i'd say i'd be competing with henry shefflin for for all the honors but like to put that into a wider context that's 28 hours a week 121 hours a month and 1456 hours a year so nearly 1,500 hours of me mindlessly scrolling through Facebook and Instagram, liking hundreds of posts without really looking at the captions or the pictures, just seeing, oh yeah, I like that person. Now oh, they're saying whatever they deserve like. Blah blah blah. Oh, and and no offense I didn't like your photos and fair, sure I just didn't see it. Um, con- me contributing to. Every WhatsApp group and making sure I didn't miss out on any inside jokes or a possibility to drop a punchline. Um, hours of watching pointless videos online, hours of taking pictures, drawing up my silly captions, and then after posting, just analyzing how I liked I am and how mm-hmm. successful I was at that. So recently, and I mentioned it before, you know, I've been studying to become a mindfulness teacher, and the definition of mindfulness is bringing your attention to experiences that are occurring in the present moment and not judging them and when I look at social media and how I use social media it was pretty much the antithesis of mindfulness where I was constantly looking at things that happened in the past or things that might happen in the future and I was constantly comparing myself to other things that I had done on social media or to other people on social media and that's just not particularly mindful and it didn't really help me. And I guess when I look at the way I used to use my phone and how it related to my anxiety as well, was that I'd, I'd use it as a bit of a safety net. Uh, so when I was bored, I'd use it. When I was sad, I'd use it. When I was anxious, I'd use it. Um. Because it was something that was familiar that took me away from the at times quite difficult world around me and just helped me to pass a few minutes, which was well, well I suppose received at that time for me, um, and I, I you know that means I used to to avoid and I know that avoiding problems doesn't make them go away. So since the beginning of last year, I, I just tried to make a big effort to reduce my social media. And I did that through kind of like a dry January, but just with social media and, and cut it out for a month. So I deleted my personal Instagram account in January. Um, I deleted the app first and then I went back. I was kind of going back on it in February. And then I was flicking through and I was like, I actually don't really care what's going on here. Like, I don't feel like I'm missing out on that much. Um, so I just deleted my account because otherwise I probably would have found it too addictive. So if you do follow the blog or podcast on social media that's my little brother Lorcan who's managing that so shout out to Lorcan thanks a million for doing that. I don't know if I'd be able to avoid uh, old patterns if I was using it myself Uh, so thank you. Um, And then I deleted my Facebook app last February so now I I do still use it for putting up blogs and, and podcasts so Apologies for anyone who's friends with me on Facebook and that I effectively spam with um, with all these posts, uh, sorry about that, but you know, when I go on I try not to like or comment or scroll, I just go on and post and I use the like Facebook uh, page manager app, um, which is really useful because I can't go on to other people's profiles or um, to my home profile or whatever. And then I do use Twitter and LinkedIn but it's only really for work uh, and the blog and I try to avoid them um, in my own spare time. And then I don't send Snapchats but I do sadly still look at some of the Sun and Sky Sports Snapchat stories to get my uh, Soccer AM and Love Island updates from that. So i uh, not going to apologise for that but it is a little bit sad I guess. Um, and then I still use WhatsApp. Because I just use it to, you know, stay in touch with my friends, family and my girlfriend. And I do enjoy that. Um, but I try to message them individually rather than in big groups. And I try to call them uh, as much as I can as well. Uh, because, you know, I just find it a little bit more personal and engaging now that way. Especially the, that I live away from home. Um, and on top of like the hours and hours that I spend on it. You because know, not all those errors would have been negative like I said before I guess the real reason I took a step back was because I realised there were things I didn't like about myself that social media was nurturing so things like anxiety, paranoia competitiveness, comparison and need for approval because for people like me with you know just generally anxious mindsets and people whose thoughts can run a bit wild social media is just a very vulnerable place for us I think and it gives us access to things that we shouldn't have access to really so for me likes and comments even though they're only like such small things they became these tools of comparison of paranoid investigation and of anxiety and none of these were things that I wanted in my life. And, I, you know, for years I'd I'd compare the amount of followers I had to someone else and I'd think, oh, you know, why are they more popular than me? You know, I'm funnier than they are. Um, I'd look at my likes on a current post and I'd compare it to a previous post and be like, but this post is better, you know, why isn't this doing as well? Um, for years I'd wonder why a certain person would keep liking my post and I'd be like, ooh, do they fancy me? Or, you know, I'd look at another person like my girlfriend's pictures and be like, you know, who's this bloke kind of thing. And for all these years, I'd come up with ridiculous theories in my head to explain all of it. And acting like that only made me feel like guilty and embarrassed. And it all came out of this virtual world that I decided to commit to. And I just realized over time that wasn't for me. And... Like I was addicted to social media, so it definitely wasn't easy to cut down the time that I spent on it. But when I was able to, and when I got over that initial withdrawal symptom kind of period, I I did feel a massive relief because I just had a clearer mind. Um, I didn't have to focus on this extra world and have this added stress. I didn't I didn't need to worry about how I looked in pictures. I didn't need to filter pictures or anything like that and um, I didn't need to overthink the clicks of buttons on my profiles or friends profiles or family or girlfriends profiles and um, I didn't have to look through all these other people's accounts and stuff like that and look at what they're doing and compare it to myself it just helped me to feel probably more comfortable in my own skin uh, to step away from it and um, because again, like I said, I think people like me with anxious inclinations, we are very vulnerable on social media and it's easy to lose ourselves in, in the stream of comparison and get quite down when we're doing comparatively poor. You know, if we're not getting those likes or if people don't seem to be following us or whatever it might be and we start to ask ourselves, wow what, what am I doing wrong? Whereas I think since I've stepped back, I've been able to just say I'm actually pretty happy with who I am and what i'm doing and, and the people that are close to me in my life so i don't really care um and it's it's nice it is nice but again it's not easy like I, I still use my phone a lot but for about half the time that i used to i checked the screen time app there recently and i average about two hours a day but a lot of that's WhatsApp and my girlfriend and stuff like that or listen to my podcast which i'm a bit of a podcast uh addict um reading articles or I have a few mindfulness apps that I've mentioned on the the website through the tools section and also I'm sure I'll touch on that on a podcast or a blog in the future Um, and I find them really helpful. So I do think phones can be used in a positive way uh, when it comes to mental health. You know, I think if you're following this blog and podcast, hopefully you've found some benefit from it and you've learned some lessons from it that you've been able to take into your own lives. If not, that's fine. You know, it's just one person's story and one person's advice. But I think like with the drink, some people are able for this and some people aren't. And I think it's really just about taking a step back and and thinking, what category do I fit into? And if you fit into a category like myself, you might be better off without it. Um, you know I know what I am and you won't be seeing me on TikTok or back on Instagram anytime soon Um, so really what I'm trying to say overall is you know if you think it is a problem for you and it won't be a problem for all of you but if you think it is for you then there's no harm trying to go off it and just see how it feels because it might make a big difference in how you feel about yourself and that's more important than any amount of likes will be so that's really all I have to say on this if you want to read the blog and kind of reiterate some of those points feel free to um also feel free to subscribe to the podcast um or follow us on social media Um all the accounts can be found through the mentalhealthjourney.com website um, and yeah I just wish you all the best with your mental health journeys and I hope you have a lovely end to your January's um And I look forward to speaking to you soon. If you have any requests on what you'd like me to speak about in future podcasts or blogs, do get in touch. we would be delighted to speak to any of you. Uh, So yeah, thanks and keep listening. Uh, All the best. A mentalhealthjourney.com